Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Conor Nesla, and I'm here today with Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Yeah, sure. The paper today, it's called The Financial and Performance Cost of Injuries to Teams in Australian Professional Soccer. It has many authors, so John Elu, Alan McCall, Mark Jones, Jeff Steinweg, Liz Gellis, Job Franson, and Rob Duffield. So some of them from University of Technology, Sydney, and others from the Medical Department of Football Federation Australia. So this is a nice collaboration between university and the football industry. And for me, it was really nice to read this paper because it addressed a very interesting question that whether the injury of players, how much it influenced the performance and what is the cost for this for the professional football club. So we do not see many papers in this area and I think our listeners will enjoy it. I think so as well. What I like about it is that it combines an economic and medical perspective. So you can be interested in it from, you know, as a manager, you say, I want to maximize my profit this year but from a player perspective is equally important and there are many who underestimate how difficult injuries can be for players i have this one example i recently read the book uh, biography about dirk nowitzki and the author writes that many people think that nowitzki has never really been injured during his career but then it's really intuitive or instructive because the author lists all the injuries that he had to deal with during his long career. And there you see that almost every professional player, there's nothing you can do. You have to deal with injuries. Even if you're very healthy, sooner or later in professional sports, you have to deal with that. And here they include this. And it's also interesting if you think about how we see football. For example, we have this match from Brazil against Germany in the World Cup. And I'm sure it would have worked out differently if Neymar would have participated. So he was injured in the quarterfinal and because of that couldn't play in the semifinal. But there are many people who say this could have worked out differently in the semifinal if he would have joined. And this is only one example. So here what they do is they look at the Australian League for many years and they examine how if people are injured influences the performance of the teams. So. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about the data that they use? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's start with the data. For me, it was really nice to see that there is a kind of injury surveillance officer in Australian football. So it means that all teams have to report when the players are injured so they can track these records knowing how many players per club are injured every single round. And I'm not aware how it works everywhere. I would say that in Brazil, it doesn't happen. I've read some European football leagues. Also, teams are trying to hide when the players are injured or not, not saying for so many times that they're going to be out. Yeah, Carlos? I was going to say, this information sometimes is difficult to find. Many teams might see this as something negative that may make them look vulnerable and they don't want to share this information. So for me, it was also a little bit impressive the kind of data they were able to gather on how systematic the process is. 
Yeah, no, definitely. This is really, really nice. I mean, clubs tend to say that this is a confidential information. Others say that this relationship between medical doctor and the patient cannot be available for everyone. So there are some ethical points that sometimes people question. But for me, as a researcher, it was really nice to see that this is possible to conduct in Australia. But moving ahead, they had this pretty nice data. They also even crossed, they double-checked this data with the media reporting, so it means that was really reliable source and having a lot of information about that. And they mentioned one, I mean, the existence of salary cap in the Australian football, so it's a little bit different than the Brazilian football, the European football, so this is more in line what happened in the United States. And I just wanted to quote them when they are talking about the cost of injury. So this is the, the key point of their research. They say how it was calculated. They calculated dividing the salary cap by the players available and further divided by the rounds played by each team and multiplying by the sum of missed match as results of injury. So somehow they take into consideration the budget of the team, the number of players injured every single match and analyzing how much it impact its finance and later the performance. So the goal of the research was to take this particular variable and understand the relationship between the injury incidence and the missed matches and how much it influenced the team performance. They measure team performance in some different variables. So the final ranking, the league points, the goal score, the goals conceded, the different goals. I mean, from the statistical point of view, they did a very nice job. Many pre-modeling assumptions were checked. Some regressions like general linear models, Poisson log linear checking, injury per team, missed matches per team, player salary calls per team, and later this association between injury and missed matches and the team performance. So we could spend a lot of time talking about their statistics, but I guess the results are also very nice. So Carlos, can you tell us? Thank you, Tadeo. You mentioned all the important points regarding the methodology. And first, I wanted to give Victor a talk about some of the numbers that the authors work with. They have about 916 injuries in 421 games. And this leads to 3,148 games that the players miss because of these injuries. So to me, this seems like a lot of matches, right? So I think we're dealing with something important. First thing that the authors do, they analyze the evolution of these numbers over time. As you mentioned, they have six seasons. And apart from some specific cases, this injury incidence remains stable. The authors mention and attribute this to perhaps a policy that was implemented or introduced by the league some years ago that provides some sort of guidelines to the teams regarding medical provisions and infrastructure. So they call this the minimum medical standard. So this might be a case why the level of, level of injury remains stable over time. But for me, the two most interesting results come now and there are basically two different results. On the one hand, they analyze player salary cost for the team. So how much cost that this player is injured all this time and the influence that this injury has on performance. Regarding the first question, player salary cost of the injury. On average, the per club and per season, clubs spend 188,000 Australian dollars 
and the highest value 333,000 Australian dollars. So I don't know about you guys, but to me, this is a lot of money. This seems like a lot of money to me. And even like the maximum value for a team in one season was in 2014, 2015, and it was up to 409,000 Australian dollars. So they are dealing with something important for the club. So this also has a lot of implications. And then the other question, on the other hand, what to me is equally interesting is how much does these injuries influence the performance of the teams? They do find some correlations between team performance and injury, but they also highlight that this influence is very small in magnitude. So it has an influence, but this influence is rather small. For example, teams with higher goal difference are associated with 1% less injuries. So 1% is not a lot. It's significant, but it's small in magnitude. Similarly, teams with more missed matches, but some players are associated with 1% less league points. Again, this result is significant, but the authors mentioned that this is a small in magnitude. So for me, it was very interesting to see these correlations or these associations and how much the influence might actually worsen team performance. One limitation that the authors mentioned when they try to approach these questions is that they don't really have data about the quality of the players that miss these matches. And I think this would also have an influence on team performance. It would show some differences. And I think it would be extremely interesting in future research to try to include this information. I completely agree with you, Carlos. I think there's one additional factor, and that's not only the, the quality of the player, but maybe also, let's say, something like a psychological factor. If you have a player in your team and that you normally play very good with or that has a high standing within your team, you're more likely to miss this player than someone else. So I think it's really difficult to include it, but every player in a team is different. And some are more important for your team, even though they might not be the best players, but you know, if you're behind, they are still fighting or something like this, and then you miss them. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you too. And I guess, let's say, ideas for further research, perhaps they are already working on this is that the work in the season level so was how many injuries over the season impact the overall performance so analyzing match by match so we could address these points whether is a top player or some particular playing positions or even the direct financial impact can be better measured in the sense that we know how much is the salary of each individual player and how much is the impact in performance match by match. So there are some data set right now about some people working in a match by match in this sense and combining this magical approach with this economic perspective would be extremely interesting in the future. I find it also extremely interesting and my guess really no experience or expertise in this topic but my guess is that when a team loses one of these top players we could see this on the performance and i think this one percent that they already find here would rather increase when it is top quality players that are involved in this injury process and the last point that i wanted to highlight Tadeo already mentioned this at the beginning, but I really enjoyed these collaborations between researchers at universities and institutions like federations or the type of organizations. I think this really helped to bridge the gap between university and real life and bringing actually up a lot of issues that otherwise would be impossible to address. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much. 
this is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned.